Hi, welcome to another edition of Leading and Growing Your Real Estate Business. James Short here and welcome to the show. Wow, we are super stoked of having this next guest on our show, um, Amanda King. She is uh, the uh, Director, Principal Licensee and Property Manager of New Stage Property. She's also mum to Thomas and Patrick and wife to John. Um, as and as proven by her numerous award nominations, I'm looking forward to hearing what these are. Amanda um, has a great track record of providing high quality and professional service to both landlords and tenants. Um, what's what I really love about uh, Amanda is her energy, her drive. Uh, her career started in 2006, uh, completing a 12-month traineeship with the Prestige Real Estate Agency. Since this time, Amanda has uh, managed and maintained portfolios ranging in size from 80 to 170 properties. Working with some of the best and brightest real estate professionals, Amanda has completed her advanced diploma in real estate services and working completing on a Bachelor of Law in her spare time. Where does she have the time for that? Um, she also enjoys outdoors with the family uh, and really takes uh, part in fun runs. Woohoo, love it. Um, also with Amanda, what, she's an amazing journey. She's, um, she's also now obviously running the business, but also BDM is her passion and so is the team culture and, and growing within the team. Uh, she's also grown million dollar plus portfolios, uh, listing in excess of 100 properties in one financial year. That is one serious year. Uh, she's also worked for big brands and small brands, and uh, she doesn't take herself or, or the job too seriously, but always having some, some fun along the way as life is too short to be taken too serious. So let's get her on, on the line and welcome, 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 Amanda. Thank you for joining us. Hello. Thank you for having me. Wow. So you've had an amazing journey so far. I mean, that was just a snapshot, right? But, but let, let's, mm. let's hear more about some of those milestones and, and some of those points to, to get to you are today. So share with us and share with the audience, what, what has been the journey so far? Oh, the journey. <laughs> um, I, I love the word journey. So every time I hear journey, I think of my parents who are right now traveling around Australia I've actually got a few friends who are traveling around Australia as well. And I think about, you know, they had, they've got some really good stuff. Like they went to King, King Canyon and um, the hot water system broke down and they've had tires go and all that sort of stuff. That's what journey is to me, right? So it's, it's the ups and it's the downs. So um, I kind of fell into real estate, which I think most people do. Nobody goes out there and goes, I'm going to be a property manager because it's a really hardcore job most of the time. Um, so I, I kind of fell into it. I was actually doing a chef's apprenticeship, um, and I was working 60 to 65 hours a week and I just hated it. You know, I was 18, all of my friends were going out, having an awesome time and there was me working all the time. So I decided to go be a property manager instead because, you know, you work a whole lot less when you're a property <laughs> manager, you know? Um, anyway, I didn't know that at the time. Um, so I went to work for, as, as you said, the Prestige Real Estate Agency um, and I was so fortunate with them. I think they had such a great um, training regime uh, for people. Um, they're, they're motivational. You know, the people they used to bring in, Josh Began, um, he was amazing. He was one of the first ones that I was ever exposed to. So that kind of motivation, that drive, that was there from the very beginning for me. Um, I spent five years with them, which is a really long time in property management. Uh, then I went off and had son number one, Thomas, um, who's now seven. Um, and then I came back and I went to um, an LG Hooker office. And um, that was 
pretty life-changing for me as well. Um, the office that I was working for was one of the number one offices in the world um, under um, Admiral Frank Pompiani, who I just love. I think he's fantastic. Rob Matheson as well. He's the number one sales agent in the world at 1.2. So great really great inspiration and exactly what I think a team leader should look like. Um, and just an awesome office again, you know. Uh, then I had an opportunity that came up with the last company that I was with before I opened up the business. Um, and again, just amazing, inspirational people that I worked with, awesome team. Um, there was nothing was ever an issue, you know. We just went from strength to strength, which was great. Having said that, there was a lot of tires that fell off. There was a lot of broken hot water systems in the process. Uh, it was hard work, but, you know, we we got there in the end. And it was, I, I think I've had um, a smooth-ish journey, I suppose, um, throw a couple of kids and a wedding in there as well, and now a change of state too. Uh, we moved from Canberra to, to Brisbane. Um, so that was an interesting exercise too, the two different legislations, a law degree as well. Uh, we've now got two businesses that we run. Um, it's pretty insane <laughs> so the journey's good but I actually feel like the journey's just kind of beginning I feel like yeah. there's more tires that are going to come off there's got to yeah. be more hot water systems that are going to blow but you know it's, it's been interesting but you're ready so but you're ready uh, sometimes you, ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah so to speak you're ready so to speak um you you, you touched on so many different elements we we're going to explore a little bit later around you know um yeah. mentors and teams and leadership and all that kind of stuff which is fantastic but give us a snapshot of where you're at right now what's where's new stage property and where are you at right now within the business? So, uh, New Stage Property opened less than a month ago. Um, so, we're, we're 20, 22 days in, something along Ooh. those lines. Um, it's been chaotic in those 22 days. I sort of made the decision very split second. We weren't really planning on doing it for probably another 12 months or two years. Uh, but the timing just feels right, you know. Um, so, we, got, we went for it. And in the 22 days that we've been trading for, we've had 17 leads come across our desk, wow. which is amazing. Sorry, I say our because it's my business and my husband works in it as well. So yep. um, the poor bug has been roped into it too. Um, he's a builder by trade. He's really got no idea what he's getting himself into, <laughs> but, you know, he's, he's on board. Hey, it's family. Um, it's so family. We, uh, that's, that's right, yeah. Um, so he, he's learning as we go to. Um, but we've had about 17 opportunities come across our desk. Um, of that, we're probably only going to convert a handful, maybe four or five. Um, and that's actually through our own choice. So our, we'll go into this a little bit later as well. Our business model is very different from anything I've ever done before. Um, and one thing that I've heard consistently in the interviews that you've done before is not all business is good business. And that's the whole model of our business is that we want, we want the best. You know, not necessarily the highest in high end rental stuff, but we want the owners who are actively interested in their properties and that you know doesn't doesn't have umpteen amounts of maintenance that sort of stuff. So we're pretty pretty green as far as um, opening the business goes, but um, it's looking like fingers crossed, it's a, it's actually going to be um, prosperous quite quickly. So fingers crossed that worked out well for us. Well done. And that's a really massive congratulations of, of taking the leap. And that's why I wanted to get you on the, the call today is just to really share that experience of, you know, you've got all this wealth of knowledge and experience of, mm. of getting out there and doing it. But now that you've you've put the stake in the in the ground and go, nope, this is our our own adventure, yeah. our yeah. own identity. Yeah. And, mm. and you're creating of what you're creating and and you know, choosing that, that right model and choosing that right type mm. of clientele is so mm. important. 
So obviously that said, there's obviously been, um, you know, working with clients, they come to you with certain challenges and so forth. What, yeah. what are some of those challenges that you, that you really help them with that you, you've identified? Oh, um, as far as challenges for them, I think it's very, so I, I've worked, I did majority of my, my career in Canberra um, and I've only sort of, I'm pretty green to, to Brisbane as well. We've been here for about eight months now. Um, the demographic and the challenges between the two states are almost completely different. Yeah. You know, the, the people are completely different. Canberrans are majority public service, very highly strong. Um, and Brisbane people are completely the opposite and very laid back. So um, I've, I've tried to find a really good happy medium, but it's taken a little while, to be honest. Um, they, the biggest challenge that is the same between the both is communication. And it seems to be a big issue that, you, you know, you've probably seen this many, many times, and I'm sure every property manager around Australia is going to say the same thing. We, I don't know why, but we just don't communicate well. And we also seem to be, we hide behind the keyboard a little bit too. So that, that's a part of our, I know. So true. So <laughs> um, true. That's a part of our, I know. It's a part of our business model as well is um, we actually offer a customer service guarantee. So um, we, and it, when I started to talk about this to people, everybody freaked out. They were like, you can't do this. But we, are, we guarantee to return their phone calls and we guarantee to return their emails in their certain time frame or we'll give them a month's free management fee. Now, that's a huge thing. You know, I can't do this. We can't afford for this to happen with 100 properties, you know, but if, if I make the mistake and I don't return a phone call, own that. You know, own the fact that you didn't communicate when you were meant to and just apologise and say, look, you know, I was sick yesterday. I'm really sorry I didn't get back to you. I know I didn't meet the guarantee. Here's, here's the management fee for you. So just own it, own the communication issue. And I think um, communicate in a way that works for them. You know, we've got, I've got clients who I text message at nine, 10 o'clock at night because they're finishing their shift. You know, the, I've got nurses who are just finishing their shift and they haven't seen my text message from three o'clock in the afternoon. They've only just got it. So if I've got the chance to talk to them and I'm still awake, talk to them you know I don't think there's such thing as the working hours anymore and everybody's different and you know you've you got to kind of work within what works for them these days I've got another client who he's overseas and he likes to talk on WhatsApp I've never used WhatsApp in my, in my life before I have no idea how it works but Quick to <laughs> that's right. right I'm learning so I'm like all right we'll do it this way then some still want to talk to you most of the time they don't to be perfectly honest um I think the biggest challenge that I've identified with the communication issue is their expectations are so much higher these days because they've continuously been burnt so you know they, they they've been through two property managers who don't return their calls or don't email them back and statistically and I've no idea where I read the statistic people actually expect to hear back from you quicker via email than they do via a phone these days and that's really quite scary because I don't sit at my computer all day so yeah. I don't I don't see their emails come through but I do have my phone with me all day so I think as I, said, I think it depends on work with the client as an individual basis and go all right this person likes to text message let's text message them you know just work with them a little bit more I think so, so true and, and that's what you've said yeah. is just that's why I was like going yeah on the, on the other end here <laughs> it's obviously something that i'm very passionate around is, is communication because it stems in so yeah. many areas of our life you know work life home and all that kind of stuff yeah. and when we get that with our clients you really create magic you had those meaningful relationships where i know this is important yep. to you guys it's really servicing yeah. and that having that customer service guarantee which is, which is phenomenal um obviously there's there's yeah. been some some trials and tribulations along the way and you, you've obviously had your own challenges 
along the way. What have some of those challenges have been that you've come through the other side and you go, oh my goodness, thank goodness we're on the other side, but you've learned from that have actually yeah. taken you to where you are today? The biggest challenge that I have been through, and I can identify this off the top of my head, is identifying what a good client looks like. Now, the previous place that I worked, I was so, so fortunate because um, my boss was he would let he would let me ask the dumbest questions for a start and he would always give me an honest answer so he, I, he, he would say to me this is the reason why you can't do this x y and z da, da, da. but he also he also let me work out what a good client looks like on my own so it, it, we went through um some months we were doing 40 or 45 new managements in a month that's huge but realistically we probably should have only been taking on 30 of those because the other 17 are not you know, they're just not that great. And they're not really what we want in the portfolio. But when you're in the thick of it and you're kind of just rolling through it and you're going, okay, reaching the target, reaching the numbers, yep, we know now I've got to move through this process here. You kind of lose about what a client's actually supposed to look like. So, so that was probably the biggest challenge for me. And the second part was saying no to people. So as I said, we've had 17 leads come across the table. We're probably only going to convert five of those purely because... I don't want them as clients. They're just not the right people for us. And you just say that to them. Look, I'm, I'm really sorry. I don't think I'm able to help you. Um, I, 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 we're just not the right agency for you, you know. And most of the time they'll go, well, um, what do you mean? You know, how, how, do, how, do I, how do I become the right person for your agency? Some things are completely out of your control. Having an NRAS property for a start, which is a um, national rental affordability scheme. Um, I'm not registered. Our business is not registered. So I can't manage that. That's, that's a simple way to go about it. But learning to say no to people and valuing your business. You know, we, we charge a much lower management fee than everyone else. And it's purely because I want the choice. I want to pick from the best. I want the cream on the crop, not everything that comes underneath it, you know. Yep. So saying no is, is about going, I know what I'm worth and I know what my business is worth. I know how much a management costs as well. So I've, I know we'll talk about this in leadership too. Um, but understanding, I have always understood what the value of a management is, how much it costs to manage a property, how much it costs to actually get a property, and then how much it's worth if we resell it, if we borrow it against it, that sort of thing. If you don't know those numbers, you're going to have no idea what a good client looks like. You know, so you've got to go and work out those things first. Leaders need to actually tell this is the information to BDM property managers and leasing consultants because if they don't know that... Yeah, so true. And, yeah. and looking at, um, I guess... Let, let, let's have a chat about like leadership for a minute is what does that leadership actually, what makes up a, a good leader? You've had some, some, you've been on the receiving and on some, some great leadership leaders within other organizations, sure. but what do you feel makes up a great leader and where do you think businesses fall down in relations to leadership? Oh, um, okay. Um, so I've had some really good ones and I've had some really bad ones, like doozies um, as well. I think the number one thing that makes a good leader is somebody who is, as I said, my last boss, always open, always honest. And he was always, he told me the ins and the outs of his portfolio. And you don't, most people don't tell that because it's like secret information. You know, they know how much my portfolios were. But I always felt like I could trust him with anything. I could tell him anything. And that was the most important thing for me. And I was incredibly loyal as a result of it. Um, I think inspiring somebody to be greater than what they are, but not just within, um, 
not just within their their office life, but holistically as well. You know, they um, some of the places that I've worked for, most of them are gym junkies, health junkies. So they would do things like, um, look, we'll pay for a PT session each week um, and we'll put on free breakfast every day and um, that sort of stuff. You know, inspiring them to be better versions of themselves is probably a good way to, to put it. Um, as far as on the other side of it goes, and it's probably not something that most people talk about, you need to identify what a toxic person looks like and you need to do it very, very quickly. So um, we went from a team of four to a team of 13 in less than three years. And we had some fabulous people in our office and we had some that probably shouldn't have been with us, unfortunately. Um, but they, we hung on to them for too long. Um, we tried to make it work and it just didn't, it wasn't, just wasn't right, you know. Sometimes it's just not right. So identifying that this person is actually having a toxic influence on the rest of your team because once the rest of the team is damaged, it's very, very hard to fix that again. Uh, but the same goes for landlords too. So identifying a toxic landlord, you know, we would, I've heard of um, agencies who go every year, we're going to get rid of 1% of our portfolio because that's you, the 1%, less than 5% always going to be unhappy but 1% is not going to do us irreparable damage. Yep. So we, I, you know, I used to ask my team, tell me, if you could fire two landlords, who would they be? Just, no reason. Is it just because you don't like them? You know, just tell me why. You know? And if I got the same response two or three times, then it's starting, I'm starting to see a pattern here and they are a toxic landlord. So toxic people, you have to remove them from your business and from your influence. You know, I've heard people say, surround yourself with warriors, not ninjas. You know, yep. that's, Oh, other way around, whatever, you know what I mean. Um, that's the same principle. You know, yeah. no toxic people in your team and no toxic landlords. You can't really do anything about tenants, but you can help tenants, team members and landlords, definitely. Which, which really is so true, which really opens up then that, that question around team and championship teams because, yeah. you know, removing those toxic people can have a, a, a massive impact, you know, on the, the culture, the positivity or negativity of, of an organization. Mm. Is there anything else that you feel that makes up a, a championship team? Um, and actually, yeah. where, where do other businesses fall down in, in not doing that? Um. I think, again, the sharing of the knowledge, uh, so the sharing of, you know, what you've achieved, that sort of thing is, is a really big deal. Um, I think my team in Canberra, so there was, um, as I said, we had 13 in our team. There was four in my team. Um, nominating them for awards, I think, is huge. You know, it's not, it's, most people go, oh, if they want to be nominated, they'll nominate themselves. They don't, they don't think that they're good enough to be nominated, but you do. You know, you know how strong they are and you know how powerful they are. Go and celebrate that. It doesn't matter if they don't win. It doesn't even matter if they're not finalists. But you believe in them enough to nominate them. That's all it's about and sing their praises, you know. I used to say that um, my leasing consultant was the left to my right arm because that's how much I needed her. And I would go and tell people that, 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 that these people are so important in my life that I can't physically function I can't do my job without them. There's 47 managements in a month, which is growth of 27, uh, roughly somewhere around there. Um, you can't do that on your own. So you've got to celebrate the team, celebrate the people within your team. So I think have a bit of fun with it too. This is where this non-serious side comes into it. Real estate professionals, I love that word, professionals, are so serious. But if you've ever been to a real estate conference, we are not. Athletes. Crazy, you yeah. Know, it's loose. <laughs> hey, it's so much fun. And you go and you spend three days and then you have two weeks worth of a hangover. 
But that's what it is. You know, it's not actually a professional a professional thing. So we used to have a wall, an entire wall, with all the crazy messed up things that we used to do. Um, you know, we'd all take silly photos and all that sort of stuff. And it would go on the wall. We called it the wall of fame, but it was actually a wall of shame, you know. <laughs> um, and we'd all stand in the kitchen and go, do you remember that? And it had past stuff and present stuff. And Brings everyone together. Just, that's right. And, and yep. it makes new people go, oh, I don't know her, but I know, I've seen photos of her. I know that she had an impact on this business and she was important in this business. So the, the wall of fame is, is huge too. Nice. Um, but just tell, just tell your team, hey, how good they are and, and just go, you know, I, I appreciate you. I used to make cookies for them. Those little touches. Those little things. Yeah, it's so yeah. amazing. So if you, were to, if you were to give like three pieces of, of advice or, or guidance for those, you know, wanting to lead and grow their, their, their business, what would those three pieces of advice be? Okay. So, the, so this is sort of um, a two-sided thing for me because I'm a business owner, but I was also a very good BDM or a very strong BDM. Um, the first one is you need to develop a system and you got to stick to it like mud. Now, our we... One big mistake we made was we didn't anticipate the growth we were going to have. So that's why we went from four to 13 in such a short period of time. But again, like the journey, there was broken hot water systems and wheels that fell off along the way because we didn't have a good system in place. And we had to actually sit down and my, my boss and I, we had a box of Chinese and we had a big piece of paper and we went, all right, let's identify every single issue that we've got here and let's go from top to bottom. How are we going to work this out? Um, the number one thing that we found was Trello. I don't know if you've heard of Trello, and if your listeners haven't heard of Trello, you Love need to it. get amongst How it. How good is hey. it? So it good. is so so good, so good. I live my I, if I could Trello my children, I would. Hey, they're so it's just so good. I just love Trello. So um, Trello and using the categories on my Outlook is probably the other way that I do it. Um, so I don't sort of ad hoc work on um, an email comes in and I respond to it because again, it's the tech, you know, the communication, the tech thing. Um, so I've got categories. So I've got one for bills that need to be paid and I only, build, I only pay bills on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, I've got one for internal stuff, so stuff I've got to read. You know, I've finished work on Wednesdays at six o'clock and no matter what's happening, six o'clock so that then I can read from six till nine if I want to, you know, that right. sort of thing. When I throw study in there as well, I've got to finish work by seven so that then I'm doing by 11. So this is my system. This is how I control every aspect of what goes on within my business and within my personal life. Um, so your system is probably number one. Number two is um, to follow anything and everything that you can find on social media. So uh, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, everything. And it's got to be um, anything to do with landlords, anything to do with tenants. You know, uh, I've heard one recently about don't rent me. Um, that's, that's, there's a website called don't rent me. Um, I don't look at the website because I don't really want to know if we've been on there before um, or if we're going to be on there because, again, it's not, I don't really care what anybody else is doing either um, or what they're saying about us. What's important is the grass is greener where you water it, not necessarily in somebody else's backyard. So it's my theory on, on that too. Um, so follow everything. I really like the Australian Property Management Chat Group. Um, there's another one called um, the PPM, which is run by Debbie Palmer. Um, and she has a conference and all sorts of things. Uh, both of those, it's more about the community. So they, a lot of people ask questions and I go, oh, I didn't even think of that. You know, the so legislation true. changes between the two states has yes. been really eye-opening for me. Um, pool legislation and smoke alarms. I learned so much 
just by asking questions on those networks, you know. Um, as I said, LinkedIn is huge. Um, you've probably learnt more about me from LinkedIn, yeah, than anywhere else. Um, and that brings me into my third one, which is you need to control the response that you get on Google. Um, so my sister-in-law is um, a Google and social media expert, basically, um, and she's kind of coached me through the whole process. So um, two sides to that. In my business, Google AdWords is everything. You have to have Google AdWords and you can set it up and try and maintain it yourself if you've got some sort of tech brain. But I actually have somebody who manages it for me. Uh, I pay her $100 a week, which is $400 a month. It's a lot for a small business, but I've got 17 leads out of it in 22 days. So right. we can't really complain about the response that we're getting. It's my choice whether I convert them or not. And yes, they are costing me money per click, but she's worked out exactly what's working and we're just going to keep trialing it and going from there. So that's the first side to that. The second side is the response that you get when you Google yourself or you Google your business. So um, statistically, most people don't go past the first four options that you get. So not in the ad, ad, ad paid part, but the bottom part, the SEO bit basically. Um, so if you've got, it should, it should be something like um, your uh, business page, so your profile on, in this case, it's New Stage Property, uh, my Facebook page, Instagram, um, LinkedIn, uh, realestate.com, domain, all of those sorts of ones. So you got to control the response that you're getting and it shouldn't be your own personal Facebook page because people start clicking through and they see the big boozy night you had on Saturday night and all that sort of stuff that's not the response that they want to see. They want to see that you're sharing things on your Facebook page that's about the local market um, or pictures for, of you on Redcliffe Beach or, you know, something that relates to them personally. Um, so those, those are probably the two that I think. So controlling what response they're going to get and response they're going to get in the SEO part as well. Wonderful, wonderful. Wow, Amanda, we, we, could, we could be chatting all afternoon. There's so much to, to, to go. I really appreciate the, your time, your expertise. And, and to go and check it out at newstageproperty.com.au for, for further information about Amanda and, and the business and her journey. Uh, I really appreciate your time and energy today. And uh, thank you for being on the call. Thank you, Dan.